Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Hey guys, it's uh, Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Um, we've made it to episode four, so yay! Um, so this is the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will get up and tell your stories. Why? Because everybody has a story, and I think they, obviously, you probably need to tell them because you're, pro- you're pretty funny, you're pretty entertaining, you're just great people out there. Um, so I just like to give a shout out to the Pastor Assist Pod for all your basketball needs. Follow Callum, Doug, Wilkie, and Carl uh, as they discuss basketball because they like basketball and basketball is cool. Um, so today um, we've actually got you quite a big guest. Um, I've listened to a band called Alistair ever since my teen years, um, and um, like I've somehow drunkenly messaged Tim Rogner, the lead singer, which is awesome uh, because he is agreed to be on it. Um, I suggest you listen to the Last Stop Suburbia album. Um, just all their albums i'd say dead end and girlfriends last up suburbia um the four the blackout and they have uh life behind machines and um the one with the clock on but still i'd recommend every one of their albums because they're uh, you know if you like your punk pop music I'd, I'd highly recommend them so tim has agreed to be on here uh he's a you know absolute like you know punk pop legend in my mind uh so without you know Further introduction, this, uh, we need to do the uh, the pro wrestling <laughs> intro for him. So, from Chicago, Illinois, please welcome Tim Rogner. So, Tim. Yes. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No worries. How are you on this fine Sunday, even though this is probably going up on Wednesday? But <laughs> <laughs> I am doing very well. I am hanging in there as best as I can. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, you are from Chicago, Illinois. I am. I, well, I, technically, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. I'm technically from the suburbs of Chicago, so outside of Chicago proper. So people who actually live in the city of Chicago, within the city limits, they get a little pissed off whenever sh- the people from the suburbs yeah. say that they're from Chicago. <laughs> you're not from Chicago. You're from the suburbs. So I, I can't really claim to be from Chicago. I'm, I'm a suburbanite, but well, you know, I will, Chicago I land. I guess I could say. We'll forgive you. <laughs> All <laughs> okay, right, I appreciate like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I always like look at Chicago, thinking you know, like I, I've been to Chicago once, and it was literally for a stopover, uh, and uh, I went to the Fireside Bowl because you know, because of you, uh, you made me do it. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, I just nice. always remember looking outside, and literally reminded me of Essex, where you just see them, like you know, them grey, dingy, crowd, cloudy, like. Actually, it doesn't feel like I've actually moved anywhere in the bloody uh, air or whatever, <laughs> yeah, right. you know? <laughs> like, I just flew seven hours and yeah. I'm in the same spot I was before. <laughs> it basically was exactly like that. Like, I was thinking, yeah. the only thing that's different is obviously the car registration plates and the people's names. Uh, well, no, not the people's yeah. names, uh, like the, the accents, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I remember having a Chicago Boilermaker. Uh, they gave it to me on the house. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I think it was called a Chicago boiler maker. I'm probably wrong, but yeah, it it was a. Did you get a uh, Did you get a Chicago style hot dog? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I literally uh, like the three hours I was there. I literally went to the Fireside Bowl and I went to the pro wrestling tea shops because uh, I've okay. never I've never grown out of wrestling. I should have probably grown out of it a long time ago. But <laughs> now now I'm sitting here with Hulk Hogan on my shirt and uh, oh, nice. <laughs> he's also nice. on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. But yeah, that, that's a 
That you know, that's just me. Uh, obviously, you're a massive. Uh, I think you're a Cubs fan, I believe. Is that correct? Huge Cubs fan. Yep. Huge. I'm actually a huge baseball fan in general. Yep. But Cubs are definitely my team. Yeah. <laughs> like we 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 never had like baseball over here. We had cricket, and uh, to me, that's like watching paint dry. Like my dad loves it. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I mean, I've I've seen a couple of cricket matches on TV, and I've watched for maybe ten minutes, and I uh, I can't quite figure out what's going on. And like you said, it's really fucking boring. Yeah, I like, mean, baseball is pretty pretty boring too, but <laughs> cricket is even more so. Uh, the best thing about it is when you just see the man. I think he's called the umpire or something. He just goes like, puts yeah, that thing yeah. in the air. So well, like, when when someone told me that cricket matches can actually go on for days, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm out of here. I can't do that shit. No. <laughs> My mate said it's all about the 2020 because that's that's the one where it's like, you know, just constantly like that and it, it finishes yeah. in like hours. So it's like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> you, know? you know, if you want to fancy getting like absolutely wasted in like a couple of hours and 2020 is probably a game, you know. <laughs> like Probably. Because yeah, <laughs> you even have um, a song called Fly the W, is it, for um, for Hot Alice? We do, yeah, yeah. My uh, one of my bands, Hot Alice, we we put together a song called "Fly the W," and it was kind of a theme song for the Cubs um, that we wrote at the very beginning of the 2016 season, um, and we released it like right when the season started. Yeah. And it was really cool because they went on to win the World Series that year. So you, we, we like to think we had something to do with it, <laughs> like a good luck charm, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it's a catchy song. I don't understand the rules of baseball, but like, I sit there at home like, that's just a banging tune. But you understand the rules of music and you like the song, so that's all that matters. That's cool. I like to say I like decent music because I listen to you. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, like, so obviously, what was your like, earliest memory from like you know being a Chicago Cubs fan? Oh man, you know what? My my mom um, is a huge Cubs fan, and she was a school teacher. She was an elementary school teacher, and so she would have like the summers off, yeah, um, just like we did. And so she would take us, well, you know, because my dad worked just about every day, and so she was actually the one that would take me and my brothers um, to the Cubs games, and we'd we'd probably go to like my five or six Cubs games every summer, yeah, um, and that was. Those are the first memories I had of, of going to Wrigley Field um, and going to Cubs games probably when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah. Um, and like now, you know, I try to take my kids there. I've taken them a couple times. Um, but it's so expensive now yeah, that yeah. it's just it's <laughs> almost ridiculous. Like you have to save up for like five months just mm. to be able to take your family to one game, which is ridiculous. But well, one of my like, well, I say one of my favorite things about coming to the states is when you when you when you buy something, and you see the price of like just like fourteen dollars ninety nine, and you get up, you get that fifteen dollars out ready, and then they go tax on that. It's like fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that damn tax. Sales exactly. Tax, bitch. So we we get it at the end of the month on our pay you know our paydays and things like that. So you just say like you know, uh, <laughs> it's like we we being cheated. Yeah, it. a little little bit different over there by you. Yeah. I think like most things are different, but like <laughs> yeah, that's true. They are massive culture shock for both of us when we, you know, <laughs> switch totally, places. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> like, um, so how how did like you know uh, like the you know starting Alistair? How how did that happen? Was it like high school? Or was it or like? Yeah, it was. We um, so I started Alistair started with uh, my friend John yeah. um, back in high school, and. 
we him and I had kind of started getting into punk rock bands together and we started listening to bands like Screeching Weasel and bands like um, you know, the Queers and the yeah. Ramones. <laughs> Um, and stuff like that and and we couldn't really find anybody else that wanted to play and write that yeah. kind of music with us and so we kind of started like a cover band mm-hmm. um, and we played like early 90s alternative yeah. covers I was playing drums at the time he was playing guitar and you know we we uh, formed a band with like a couple of guys and this girl um, who sang for us and we like played you know at our high school variety show or yeah. whatever and um and it just, you know, it was fun for us because we were making music and, you know, we liked doing that, but it wasn't really what we wanted to do. So John and I kind of stopped doing that. Um, and then we decided we wanted to write our own songs and start playing like actual punk rock. Um, and we couldn't find anyone that, that wanted to play with us. So we mm-hmm. went off to college when we were 18 um, and we met, John met Eric, um, who joined the band about three weeks into our freshman year yeah our first year in college and uh eric was like yeah i, I play bass i love punk rock like i'd love to join yeah. and i remember john john called me up and he's like hey he's like I, I just met this kid in one of my classes he plays bass and he said he wants like to be in our band and i was <laughs> like okay great and so you know we showed eric a whole bunch of the songs that we had written and we had a couple of practices and then we just start started playing shows and it kind of went from there and you know we've kind of evolved over the years we've had some member changes scotty joined the band Hmm. um about two years maybe three years uh into it yeah maybe maybe two years into it um and then scotty's been in the band ever since um you know and then we've had a couple of other guys kind of come in and and rotate in and out dave our old drummer Mm -hmm. um my brother chris played with us on guitar for a little while um but now we our lineup is Kyle, um, Mike on drums, Scotty, and myself, yeah. which is the same lineup that we've had now for God probably since two thousand three. I think. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say because so um, you come over in two thousand two, and if I can remember, like two members couldn't get it off, uh, like off work or something like that. So I think your brother come over. I'm not too sure if I'm right. But yes, that was yes. I remember. So, so that was actually. <laughs> that was that was the last time we were in um in england and that was uh was that 2010 i think it might mean 2012 or 2002 was it 2012 yeah i've got the ticket um up there but <laughs> i can go check it Find yeah but, but you're you're 100 right um there was a um 2013 2013 okay um, so yeah, our drummer Mike and our guitar player Kyle couldn't couldn't get a time off of work to come with us, and hmm. so my brother filled in, and our um, old original drummer Dave um, filled in on drums for that tour, um, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, that was the last man. I can't believe it's been seven years since we've been over there. It's it's been mind blowing. Been a hot, <laughs> hot minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember because like um, I was really gutted because I had tickets when uh, you and Rufio were meant to come over. Right. And um, then next thing you know, we got the email saying it's been cancelled. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's right. And I don't remember what happened with that. I, I honestly have, I can't remember. I'm guessing yeah, Captain Hook got Rufio or something, you know, I'm not too sure. but <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Terrible joke. Sorry, man. <laughs> but that was, so was that, that, that um, 
tour in 2013, were we were we playing Last Stop Suburbia? That's correct. Yeah, played Last Stop Suburbia on that yeah, tour, right? Yeah, you did like um, that that place called Borderline in London. Like I told my mate uh, who I work with, Ilkai, about it, and he goes like, okay. "What you saw? You saw Alistair at the Borderlines?" Like, yeah, he goes, "I fucking never played that place." You know, <laughs> and he was <laughs> there going like, "Yeah, I love that venue. That venue was rad." <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, like I remember because the the support band you had on were called uh, Rat Attack. And he had, Man, I don't even remember. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a guy in like a glittery shirt, and he would like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just, I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he danced, and you know, he did his thing. He, he was great. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, Rat Attack are no longer a band. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's a shame. Yeah. They, you know, you know when you see like someone, you think yeah, they're going to be big, and then next, you know, they said like, yeah, Mike's left the band. It's like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just say like, and then they they tried doing like like tryouts and things like that. I'm just guessing nobody got the cut or whatever so yeah they just can't can't seem to get it together can't yeah. seem to get it to work <laughs> so it's a sad story really <laughs> it is yeah. yeah um so drive through records like you know that that's that's a you know must be a great story like you know having to sign up to like first like record deal like and like they're, they're like their roster is like stacked looking at it now like you know obviously they've got like newfound glory uh is it something corporate uh the starting line you know, just a lot of uh, hello goodbye, like loads of bands, and like you know, obviously, yeah. uh, I believe that you know, one year at the Warp Tour, you all shared a stage together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, what What are your memories of that? Yeah, Drunk. you know, um, <laughs> that was interesting because that was, I think, was that that was two thousand and two. I think was that that Warp Tour when Drive Through kind of had their own stage. Mm. Um, and th- that was the first time that that had ever happened on Warp Tour. And so it was a little, I think people kind of looked at it as a little weird. Mm. I think some of the veterans of Warp Tour thought it was strange and kind of looked at us like, who, who do these guys think they are having their own stage, you know? And whatever, we were just happy to play, you know? It was just, for us, it was just cool being able to uh, be on a stage with a lot of those other bands. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, you know, like we, we were, I want to say we were like the, maybe like the sixth or seventh band to ever sign with drive through. Yeah. Um, so, so we signed pretty early on, like in 19, I want to say it was 1998. I think was it was because like, you know, dead ends and girlfriends is on that, that label, isn't it? So yeah, because our seven inch, we we recorded a seven inch that came out in 1997, mm-hmm. and we released that ourselves. And then Drive Through wanted to sign us and help kind of re-release that seven inch yeah. uh, at the very end of 1997. So, you know, we we signed with them late 97, kind of 98 um, at some point, and we, you know, it, we were just so excited to have a label that was interested in us. Yeah. We, we had we had never heard of Drive Through before, and really nobody at that time had had really ever heard of them. Hmm. Um, and you know, they that was when they had bands like RX Bandits. I think were signed Cousin Oliver. Uh, there was a band called Unleaded Plus. Yeah. Um, I think Mother Mania maybe had just signed at that time too, hmm. and so. You know, we were kind of one of the first, and so we we were just kind of doing our own thing. And then we started, you know, going on the road and booking our own shows and booking our own tours and touring as much as we can. And so, like on on like our second tour was when you know we met um, Newfound Glory 
you know, drive through was like, Hey, there's this new band that we just signed. They're called Newfound Glory. They're stopping by, you know, why don't we'd love for you guys to meet them and maybe play some shows. So like they jumped on a couple of our shows on that tour. Yeah. Um, that was when we, we met Midtown for the first time, probably like in like 99, I think maybe 2000. Um, you know, and then it just kind of grew from there and it was weird. Uh, you know, when I tell people about what it's like to be on drive through, it's, it's, it's hard to explain because it's such a different, <laughs> it was a different experience for us because yeah. we were on the inside, you know, and we kind of started from the very beginning. So like we saw how much momentum they were getting and how Mm. much momentum they were gaining and you know how big they were getting but we didn't quite realize the extent of it Mm. you know we saw all these other bands getting really big and like having a lot of success and start drawing a whole bunch of uh, of kids at their shows yeah we were just we were just kind of along for the ride you know (laughs) you know we were we were working hard and we were we were touring you know probably 250 300 days out of the year Mm. um and uh, but but it, it it never really dawned on us what exactly was happening until maybe like five years later when something corporate came on board and like Finch started getting really big and then we were like holy shit this is pretty this is a pretty big <laughs> record label <laughs> you yeah. know and it happened really in such a short period of time you know it happened over the course of like three years hmm. you know really if you think about it from like two thousand and one to probably 2004 yeah um so it all did happen pretty fast and like i said we were just kind of along for the ride we we never considered ourselves a a a big band we still look at ourselves as just these four assholes who play punk rock in a garage (laughs) you know that's just what we do (laughs) it sounds like you know obviously you you had the time of your life and obviously you you know you had fun out of it you know not like other bands who you know just like yeah moaned and things like that like you know but at least you know obviously your side of the story is like yeah we had a bloody good time you know (laughs) we were just some guys who just wanted to make you know music out of a garage but you know next you know some guys were interested you know like you've like hit the nail on the head there you know (laughs) yeah totally and that's what it was and i you know for better or for worse, that's how we looked at it. We mm. just looked at it as, hey, this is our chance to go out and have a good time. You know, we didn't really think about it as, okay, this is our job. We have to take this seriously. You know, maybe we should have, but, you know, in another sense, I'm kind of glad that we didn't, you mm. know, because we maybe were able to enjoy ourselves a little bit more so. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm, I mean, I've had absolutely the time of my life. I have absolutely no regrets. Mm. I, just, I just love how you were uh, like reminded me that Finch were on a drive-through record. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, crazy, right? That, that band uh, is so fucking good. <laughs> what is that song? What is like to burn? Isn't it? What a tune! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's one where you like to just go to like an old people's home, do karaoke, do that song, and just try and go <laughs> yeah, all out. Right. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> just see like how can I how can I piss them off the most? <laughs> just watch the horror like in their faces like yeah. What is this behaving? You know, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> my my ears, Jesus Christ. There's probably worse songs out there. You know, obviously like people equal oh, shit yeah. by Slipknot, but yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, like you guys are just huge in Japan, like yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, man. It's really weird. <laughs> Um, like especially like Scott Murphy like he, he's got his whole thing with rivers and like he just you know does his own tours and things like he's basically how like the English people look at David Beckham um, 
and like you, you know like there's that unwritten rule for english people there's three bullets apart from like you know you, you just say you had to take a bullet there's three people in the english like language well the english people you have taken for right, it's right. it's the queen david attenborough and david beckham you know so uh, right. <laughs> uh, uh like you know it's this the un- unsaid code but like i'm pretty sure like you know he's like got that fame in japan where like j- like japanese people are like you know we have to do that for uh, scott murphy yeah no <laughs> totally yeah scotty's scotty's he's really really big in japan um yeah and he's done really well you know he's he's lived over there now for probably god it's it's been eight years maybe yeah. not nine maybe maybe even 10 years already that he's he's lived over there permanently and you know he's made a good career for himself doing his solo stuff doing the stuff with rivers um and then he plays in uh that band mono eyes mm-hmm. um with um our friend takeshi from el garden um so yeah he's and i think they actually just put out a record um like a week ago maybe two weeks ago um so yeah he stays busy with that and then whenever Alistair gets a chance, we, um, we go over there and, and tour. It's it. We usually make it over there now about every 18 months or so, yeah, yeah. maybe every once every two years. Um, and it's, you know, it works out. It's, it's great. I, I absolutely love it over there. I could just like Scotty, I could spend a whole bunch of time over there. Yeah. I've never been to Japan, but I can imagine, you know, the, you know, the, the tours are probably quite mental. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just, and it's such a different experience, you know, it's like, it's such a different, it's a, such a change from Western culture, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, and at first it's a, it is a culture shock, you have to get, get kind of used to it, but, you know, we've been over there so many times that now it's, it's like a second home for us, so mm. we go over there and, you know, I, I can get around even though I don't really speak the language. Yeah. I can get around fine. I can do the things that I need to do. And, um, and it's just, it's just, it's a lot of fun and everything over there is, I don't want to say easy, but it's not so fucking difficult. Like yeah. you can get around anywhere you want. You know, the public transportation is amazing. There's virtually no crime. Hmm. Um, you know, so you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say they do sound like they're quite peaceful people, the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. They never really like you know looked into it. Like, you know what? <laughs> but you just like you know basically <laughs> just convinced me right there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fucking great, but it's cool because they're absolutely wild at the shows. Like, oh yeah. They just fucking go nuts, and it's so much fun. What, what's the most like mental thing you've seen in Japan? Then like you know uh, doing a show. Man. So we've, this is how crazy, like, so we've, we've played, there's a, there's a venue that we play, um, in this town called Chiba. Mm-hmm. Uh, the venue is called Look, Chiba Look. Um, and it's really small. Like I'm talking, it's like, it maybe holds 200 people. Yeah. Um, and the thing about, the thing about Japanese music venues is that there's not really a fire code. Mm-hmm. So they just pack as many motherfuckers in there as they can. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, when I say it holds 200 people, I mean, they pack 200 people in there like you can't even move. Like a can of sardines. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little scary some, sometimes because it's so crowded in yeah. there. Uh, but I've never seen, like, it's so crazy. And we have some video footage of it. But, like, every time we play, there's at least, like, 20 people crowd surfing. Mm. All the stage is, you know, I mean, they're right next to the stage, like right up in your face. Yeah. And 
they know all the words to the songs and they sing along to all the words and like it's just absolutely out of control it's such a good party like i can't th- thinking about it now man i fucking can't wait to go back and do it again. <laughs> well, what i have to do is like you know somehow convince my friends to come and see you guys in that venue 100 <laughs> percent, for yeah. sure you have to next time we go to japan dude you have to come for yeah. just like a couple days and come to one of the shows like in the really small venues and you'll see what mm. i mean like it's just it's out of control <laughs> i've never been so i think it'll be a good laugh yeah, it's it's really good. I believe I believe you actually also played Reading Festival once um, in the like the lockup. We did, stage. yeah, yeah. We did uh, we did both Reading and Leeds uh, one year. That was that must have been oh. I think it was two thousand two. Was it two thousand two? My my mate um, my mate's brother Lewis. He has a um, he has a poster up, and uh, like we we like we because he just has like you know the the, uh, the lineup posters. And then we mm-hmm. like, well, you're looking at Alistair played. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I can never remember what year it was because all that, those like, there's like six years that all kind of blur together in my mind. <laughs> and I, uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, those were tons of fun, man. That was, uh, what an experience to do Reading and Leeds. I mean, those are like iconic music festivals, mm. you know? And to say that we got a chance to play them is really cool. Yeah. Like, um, uh, everyone says like Nirvana had like their um, greatest gig there ever, like in Red Festival yeah. in like '92. Uh, they yeah. even got a bloody uh, album of it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. the whole CD nice. about it. You know, but it, it's it's crazy to think you know like how you know a festival like I've seen the Foo Fighters there do like three hours and things like that. You know, it's yeah. uh, like Dave Grohl just adores you know Reading, so it, it's just funny to see yeah. you know like you know uh, he he gives it the extra treatment, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I mean, that guy's a fucking, that guy's the coolest guy in the world to begin <laughs> with. You need, you need to tell me how how did the Fraggle Rock cover come across? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> Man, that started off as just like a uh, this total joke, you know. Mm. Like when we, uh, when we first started playing, uh, you know, we were like, well, what can we play that like people would recognize? You know, that might be also sort of funny. Yeah. And because we didn't necessarily want to do like a, a cover song, you know, because hmm. everyone does cover songs. And so we were like, well, what's it like? Maybe we could do like a television show, or like a theme song or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I started thinking, well, Fraggle Rock was like my favorite show when I was like eight years old. Like that show is so great. <laughs> and then why don't we cover that? And everyone's like, yeah, that was a good song. Let's do that. So, like, we just messed around jamming it a couple times, and all of a sudden, it was we recorded it. It went on the record, and mm. you know, the rest is kind of history. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about Fraggle Rock. So, um, my local pub is called the Essex Arms, literally around the corner, and mm-hmm. uh, on their jukebox, for some reason, they just have the actual Fraggle Rock theme song. it's the extended like three minute version as well and then like so what like before like obviously lockdown happened you were allowed to sit at bars and they used to have like you know their their regular like you know ale drinkers sitting there at the bar who the fuck put this shit on (laughs) and you're like my work here is done (laughs) just hiding like it wasn't me i swear it's amazing. That's so good. I need. I need to tell you the story about my uh, my mate, vegetarian Dave. He's a vegetarian, believe it or not. Um, we that gig in 2013. Uh, we were on a night out, and I convinced him and said, "Like Dave, uh, we're going to this gig. 
do you want to come? And like, he was drunk. He's like, I've never been to a gig in my life. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, all right. And then like a couple of days before, um, uh, we go, oh, Dave, you're still coming on Sunday. He was like, oh, what? Like, I think it was Monday. Actually, it was, I don't know what day it was, but he, he goes like, what were you talking about? I was like, you agreed to come to a gig with us. And he's like, did I? It's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, well, go now. You know, we, you gave me the money on the night. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to come. He's like, all right, yeah. So he's come along. He's never been to a gig in his life. He's just got absolutely, like, um, wasted, as you can yeah. probably think. You guys have gone like, <laughs> everybody, this song's called None of My Friends Are Punks. You know, this song goes on for a minute and a half. We just need you to just go absolutely crazy. So right. he's turned around to us in that song gone, lads, I'm just going for a piss. He's turned around, walked straight into a mosh pit, bang, floored. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's come back and he's gone like, you won't believe it, I was walking to the toilet and some guy pushed me over. <laughs> and we're there like, that, that does happen, bud, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just so Amazing. funny. First experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. you know. Was that was that the borderline show? It was the borderline show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His first gig, nice. and yeah, it was a. I'm guessing he's probably never been to a gig since, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's it. I'm not. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's like, nope. Count me out. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we're touching on Japan and things like that. Obviously, like you, you know, you're good friends with the band, good for nothing as well, and you have like an EP yeah. which is like exclusive to uh, Japan. I think I might have heard it on YouTube where you guys do It's My Paradise and uh, they do yeah. somewhere on Fullerton. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my my dad, um, he's 62 years old and he's convinced somewhere on Fullerton is summertime on Fullerton. So I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like that too. Summertime <laughs> on Fullerton has a nice ring to it. <laughs> you know, if you want, if you need to make, you know, like a, like a, a single for like, you know, summer next year, you know what to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll give your dad some credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like obviously, summer on Fullerton. Like, it's just such a tune. Like it's my favorite song of all time. Um, it's how I discovered you. Uh, I'm not shameful to say it, uh, but I discovered you thanks to that Disney Extreme Skate Adventure game. Yeah, yeah, nice. Right on. <laughs> what, what's hey, Mickey man. Mouse like in real life? I don't know. We didn't get to meet him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they just kind of they just tossed our song on the on the the skate game. That was it. It must be so surreal. Like you know, like you know, hearing like. Well, you're playing a game. Next thing you know, it's like, yeah, I was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was totally weird. It was, it was like, you know, one day they're like, hey, we're, we're putting your song on this this, uh, this skate game. We're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's actually but, a really you know, fun I mean, skate it's game. It's like any well. exposure is good exposure. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we weren't going to complain. Exactly, yeah. Well, you know, uh, probably be silly to moan, especially if it's Mickey Mouse as well. You'd probably like, you know, go, oh, Tim, I'm going to sue you, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I think you're on like a racing game as well. I'm not too sure which one, but. Uh, what was that? Gotham, Gotham racing that's or the something one, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I Project think so. Gotham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. Project Gotham racing. You know, when you just hearing like, you know, it must be so cool. You know, like, you know, I, I couldn't possibly think of like, you know, my, my, uh, two whole songs being on any, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's totally but, wild like i mean anytime you hear your songs you know anywhere outside of your own head mm. you know it's pretty cool you know whether it's on the radio whether it's on tv um you know it's 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 just 
it's awesome. Yeah. It's so because you never think that that kind of thing is going to happen, and it still takes you by surprise. Yeah, like we um, well, this was was this last year? Was it was either last year or maybe the year before? I, I we were watching. I know you guys uh, don't have like football, like American football. Yeah. Although yeah. the NFL, I think, has kind of played some games over. Um, in it's it's huge over here now. Um, you, you, is it? You're, yeah, you're probably a Bears fan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my mate, I mean, I, he's a massive like Patriots fan. He goes on about Tom Brady and like, like cool. Yeah, yeah the only time I've ever yeah, seen Tom I mean, Brady is South Park. I like, I, I like football. <laughs> I don't, I don't love football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'll watch it, and and I do like the Bears, um, but I'm not crazy about it. But anyway, so the Monday night football is like the the big night, right? It's like nationally televised. Yeah. Um, and we were and the Bears were on Monday Night Football a couple years ago, and so we were watching. And as they were going to a commercial, all of a sudden we hear an Alistair song playing on Monday Night Football, and we were like, "Holy shit! Like they're playing our song on <laughs> national television right now! Like that's pretty cool." <laughs> you know, and it it was so random. Like we had no idea they were going to be playing that. And, all of a sudden, we heard it, and like our drummers texted, "Did you guys? Did you guys hear that? Holy shit! They played our song!" And it was like, "Whoa, that's so weird." But, no, like, I mean, it's so it's yeah, it's super cool. Uh, uh, well, it's just, like you could probably just go on like you know the um, like the YouTube video or whatever, like where you what like someone's probably put it out. What is this song? You're like, ah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and it's just it it. it it never gets old, you know. Mm. It's just, it's really cool. Because, like I said, we, we consider ourselves just this shitty garage punk band who, you know, we don't really take ourselves seriously. And so then when we, when we do hear our songs on the radio or, or on TV or, like, in games or movies or whatever the case mm. is, it's, you know, we, we do feel pretty lucky that we're able to get our music out to, to more people. Yeah. You say you don't take yourself seriously. Like, you know, it's the same approach as me, as you can tell. I don't like Fat Love, Child of Ed Sheeran and Seth Rogen, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but, like, um, my local pub, again, the Essex Arms, like, the only album they've got on of theirs is of yours is uh, Before the Blackout. So I just basically spam that album, you know, put on, like, you know, studying economics and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, like, I literally make sure, like, every time I go in there, well, when the jukebox was available, now it's not because of, you know, the C word. Um, right. That, um, we we always uh, just basically had, um, you know, the legend of Peg Leg Sullivan as well. Like, <laughs> that's nice. su- such a fun, enjoyable tune, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my favorite songs to actually record for that record because it was, you know, it's about Chicago and mm. kind of gives a little bit of a history of of the city, which was which was fun to write. Uh, exactly, like you know, if, if when it comes to it, like I feel like you know, schools should probably like you know, uh, you know, put it on <laughs> if they're teaching mm-hmm. about the Great yeah, Chicago totally. Fire. It should be part of the curriculum. Yeah, hundred percent. You like you got uh, you got a couple of sons. I think you said earlier on. Yeah, you imagine? yeah, I got two kids. Yeah. yeah, I got a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. Imagine them coming home going, you wouldn't believe it, Dad. I got home from, uh, you know, at school today. They put your song on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know... they would probably just think it's so weird. They don't give a shit that I play in a band. They, they don't care whatsoever. They they more into, like, Post Malone and that shit. Or, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's weird. Like, their musical their musical tastes are very diverse. Like, mm. they, they listen to a lot of different stuff. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you like what their most favorite music is because they listen to so much, you yeah. know, it just, it just kind of varies <laughs> and it seems to kind of change from day to day. Yeah. Like, um, 
I, I always say, you know, like my brother, he's into like this uh, drum and bass genre. I, I can never get into it because it's like, you know, just mm-hmm. awful in my opinion. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, there's, a, there's, you know, with, you know, obviously being in a band, playing music, you're, you're actually playing the music, you know, for all we might know, they might just press play on a thing and just sing over it. Exactly. That's kind of the way I look at it too. Yeah. yeah. Right there. So I'll just budge you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there is an element, I mean, there is something to be said for actually playing your instruments, mm. you know. Um, now, that doesn't mean you're any less talented if you are, you know, manipulating a computer to make sounds and create music. That's certainly, like, cool. Mm. It's just not what I gravitate towards, too, mm. either. You know, like, to me, I want to see you, you know, shredding the guitar pounding on the drums like screaming into a microphone like yeah. that's I, I like that kind of shit <laughs> it's like literally earning your respect by actually playing an instrument isn't it really like <laughs> yeah. you know some pre-recorded beats ain't cool <laughs> right right uh, like there's so many videos like, i watch of like you guys on the online like there's a there's a great one with like um you're wearing a t-shirt saying simon fucking says um and then like you know yeah. um <laughs> you're just faking getting all these like uh, people were jumping around on the stage, and like you know, they're just ju- like you know, singing into the microphone while your power's dancing. Like, mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Like you know, it, you know, to this day, like I always say, my favorite song of all time is "Summer on Fullerton." So this is like really surreal nice. me talking to you about it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, it's rad. Like, um, I, um, we said like you know, my last episode of this, um, the three people one on this show were you. Belinda Carlisle and Jarrett from Bowling for Soup. So, uh, <laughs> I've, 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 well, good luck getting Belinda Carlisle. That that might be <laughs> that might be tough. But if you do, I will hundred percent will tune in for that. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, her album Runaway Horses is a game changer. <laughs> yeah, she's good. <laughs> like, oh man, like you guys even cover Heaven Is a Place on Earth if I can remember on Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, guilty pleasures. Yeah, mm. we did heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a classic tune. It like it is like it's. It's. I always say it's one of them songs. It will put a smile on your face as soon as you hear it. Yeah, like, totally, hundred percent. Like, if you're having like an absolute god awful shitty day, like and you hear, ooh, baby, do you know what that's? Would be like, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like hell yeah, it's my jam right there. <laughs> like these these days, like who who do you like listen to? Man, uh, I find myself still listening to like a lot of the same. You're like me. I used to listen. To You're ignorantly yeah. tamed in your your music taste. Yeah, I, I'm exa- exactly the same. And like I sit there listening to like, obviously you like Bowl of Soup, Ale- uh, Blink One Eight Two, Newfound like that. And you just say like I'm I'm happy with my music choice. I don't think I really yeah. want to you know change it. Yeah, there's not too. I mean, there's a couple bands recently that I've that I've kind of found out about who I really dig a lot. Um, there's a band on fat records called bad cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. Um, the drummer, um, for our band, hot Alice actually just like literally like three days ago, sent me, um, a message about this band called the dirty nil. Have you heard about this band? I can't say I have <laughs> the dirty nil. He sent me, he sent me like a link to, to one of their songs. Uh, and he's like, hey, check this out. I think this might be kind of right up your alley. So I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of dig this. And so then I picked up the record the other day, and I listened mm. to it, like, twice all the way through, and it's fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, like, and that's, that's always a good feeling when you 
kind of discover a new band hmm. and you're kind of amped about them. You know, you're like, this is pretty kick-ass. Yeah. You know, because there's so many bands I'll listen to be like, eh, it's good. You know, it's, it's fine. I don't dislike it. I'll listen to it. But there's very few bands for me these days where I'm like, this is fucking awesome and I have to listen to this again. Yeah. You know, and when, when you do find those bands, it's a pretty good feeling. Oh, yeah. Like, especially like when you, you know, you, uh, you're the first one out of your friendship group to find the band and then you yeah. go to them like, listen to this game changer. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> right, that was like me discovering your band, Alistair. You know, to my mates Tattoo and Callum. Ever since then, we 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 always like put on Last Stop Suburbia, like track, track, track. Every one of them can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> fanboy. Nice. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. So uh, obviously, like you know, now uh, we are you know doing like um, with Hot Alice. You know, you've released the. Uh, the the uh, the EP um, it's got a badass artwork with the monkey and the uh, do you, do you know the monkey or <laughs> yeah yeah scandals and animals is the, yeah. is the name of it uh, like is the song called uh, turn it all around uh, <laughs> you you just unleash you know your absolute you know beautiful voice I always say you're the most underrated uh, singer I've ever heard in my life so uh, oh thanks man it's all right thank you <laughs> and, yeah like, I do like to shout into the microphone sometimes. <laughs> Like it's just one of those things. Like, like you know, when you could like you know, you could be like, okay, I'll be happy to listen to like one person's voice for the rest of my life. I feel like it'll be yours. Um, nice, no doubt. Nice. You know, Thanks, it's man. probably because I'll be sitting there listening to somewhere on Fullerton all day. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's my mission in life to listen to at least you know one one day every day, uh, one time nice. every day. Sorry, uh, like for the rest of my life. That that's that's my life mission because you know I just cool. you know I love the song so much. You know, uh, hey. I- support that i can yeah. get behind that mission for yeah. sure <laughs> we'll start a gofundme page and we'll give you like heart we'll give you like the money <laughs> <laughs> might, might put it on the but end yeah, of this no, uh, yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah no hot alice is actually um we are not quite in the studio yet but we're we're gonna be recording in um another a new ep like coming up really soon like within the next like probably three weeks or so hmm. um so yeah, so look for that um, to come out. We're 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 kind of going to do it just like we did the last one. Um, we we recorded the drums at like a real studio, um, and the rest of it we just kind of did on our own on our own time. Um, recorded it ourselves, mixed it ourselves, engineered it ourselves, and mm. you know we'll do the same thing again. But I think I think you're going to dig these songs. Like we got some, we got four pretty kick-ass songs that we're going to put out. So. I think it'll be good. Hopefully, we're going to try to have it out by the first of the year, I yeah. think. It's, in my head, at least, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, I think so, that's what you we'll did see. with the uh, your 20 Years uh, Greatest Hits album as well, wasn't it? Literally come out yeah, like, yeah. You know, on like, New Year's Day. Yeah, we and, did. Like, you know, just hearing like you know them songs, like, you know, refresh and that. This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to do that. You know, it's not too often that bands get a chance to kind of dip back into their catalog and re-record some of those songs um usually it's because they don't want to um and i can totally understand that Mm. uh, because there is a part of me that thinks hey look we already recorded those songs let's just kind of leave them the way they are Mm. Let, let those songs be but you know i think there's also this element that is like well if we had the chance to do them again what would we do differently and now that we have that chance to do it, 
let's try like what's the harm you know those those old recordings are still going to be there you know mm. people can still listen to those old recordings well, but know, yeah. maybe let's let's give it a, a facelift a little bit and see yeah. what see what what else we can come up with it's like um i think it was blackout on the album i think it's on that one uh on the 20 years yeah. album. You, you made mm-hmm. that just sound like a completely new song like you know compared to what totally. it sounded like first like you know it just sounds like you know completely like new like you like you wouldn't put that song next to each other and thought like, yo, that's the same song, you know? No, not at all. It's like we we it's not really like a, a heavy rock song anymore. Mm. We kinda of made put like some drum loops in there and yeah. like some different kind of like, you know, synthesized instrumentation to it. Uh, which is totally something we've never really tried to do before. Mm. But it was I mean, it was really a lot of fun, you know, just to again just kind of reimagine the song and see okay well what what if we try doing something like this what might it sound like and hmm. ended up sounding kind of cool it's fucking fantastic i love it <laughs> thanks man it's all right um and then like obviously you've got the uh your uh, ep the ravenswood sessions um mm-hmm. i love that ep like you know you even like you know transferred a uh, drive from that one to um like behind machines i believe it is yeah yeah, and that drive is such a good song. Like, and especially when you do like, like in, in like you know, with the band, like you know, with your <laughs> get well behind yeah, there. Like, yeah, yeah, that song, that song I wrote on the acoustic guitar, and I had almost no idea to turn it into a full band. Mm. And then, so when I did that solo EP. You know, just the Ravenswood sessions, just all all acoustic, and put that out. And then Alistair started playing and rehearsing more and thinking about doing another record. And we were sitting around at practice one day, and we were like, "Well, are there?" Not that we were like short on songs, but you know, we were kind of thinking, "Is there anything else that we could possibly do? Any other songs?" And someone had suggested, "What if we like turn that song into like a big rock song?" Yeah. And I had never really thought about it before. Um, but it ended up sounding really good, and I really liked the way that it turned out on Life Behind Machines. I actually prefer that version of the song much more than I do the version that was on the my solo EP. Hmm. I think it just came out sounding really cool. It's not one of those things if you ever did like you know uh, like an an Alistair, like acoustic album, <laughs> you could just throw it on there like yeah, it's fresh, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Another great tune off that one. I love uh, Southern California. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice catchy that's, song, that, like that one. <laughs> that song was actually, man, I, I wrote that song a, a while ago. Um, and it never really seemed to fit on an Alistair record. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, it didn't, it just sounded a little bit too different for what we were kind of doing. And then, you know, I had it laying around. I was like, I'm going to record this, I think. And yeah. Yeah, I think that one came out sounding pretty good too. I, I just love the uh, when it gets to the uh, the solo part. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> that's yeah. A, it's a great hey you throw in there. You know, <laughs> uh, you gotta throw in those little things every once in a while. Exactly. And then before, obviously, the big C word happened. Not the the one that rhymes yeah. with runt, but COVID. Um, right. You you released a single um, by yourself, haven't you? Like recently, uh, well, say recently, a couple of months ago, like May time, I think it was uh, an acoustic one. Oh, the, um, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't even think of the name of it, uh, uh, but, uh, it's about, oh like, God. people loving each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
We're saying Hold the people on, loving uh, each other. I'll so. tell you the name of it. I can't can't even think of the name of it right now. Oh my god, I'm such an asshole. It is called um, uh, Better to Be Kind. There we go. <laughs> That's what it was called. I, I think, was like, oh my god, the name of it was totally totally blanking. I think I think it should be like the anthem for this year, really, because like you know, I think everyone should it is better to be kind, you know. But yeah, you know, I mean, totally. Like this whole this whole fucking situation is just so bad. It's just so terrible, especially for working musicians, you know, and like people who work in music venues and like artists and uh, guitar techs and you know the stage mm. hands and like. Anybody associated with the music industry, I mean, it has just crushed these people's lives, you know, and uh, I don't think enough attention has been given mm. to that. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we're, we're going to lose these music venues and you know, there's going to be a lot of bands that can't can no longer do this whenever we can get through this period and, and can bands can start touring again. There's going to be a lot fewer, I think, because they just won't have the resources to do it any longer mm. uh, and it's really such a shame it really is i mean i'm i'm lucky enough that i have a job um and i can continue to work and still just do music on the side but you know there's so many people whose full-time job was was music and being associated with musical artists in some way and you know those people have been kind of forgotten about and that's a shame yeah it really is <laughs> man like yeah, I remember like um, recently we've had like um, some sort of like MP. He, he's basically said like, uh, uh, you know, musicians should just be like just go and find jobs now. And as you say, well, like you know, like they, they've been out, well, all the musicians are absolutely slating him. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's probably for the yeah, best. Well, well, yeah, and it's it's ridiculous because like these people don't understand and they don't stop to think about what life would be like without art. Hmm. You know, like think think for a minute how much music is in your daily life everywhere you look you know like whether it's on tv whether it's on the radio you know like it's everywhere um and, and you don't realize it because it's so pervasive yeah um but like the books that we read you know there's like you know a, a everything there's just so much art and, and people do that for a living and they mm. get paid to do that um and they they should get paid and if they can't work they can't get paid to do that and how are they supposed to subsist you know how are yeah, they exactly. supposed to live like it's it sucks yeah well um I'll, i will we'll leave it uh you know well it's coming to the end of the uh the show for you it's, it's been okay. great having you on <laughs> But, totally, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Appreciate right. it. Well, you know, I just want to uh, like you know finish off with this story of uh, you wrote the greatest song ever, uh, the Matthew Haslam Hammond jingle. <laughs> I did. I wrote yeah. the song. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, but you know, if you if you're listening, you want your own jingle, you can find Tim on downright.com. <laughs> That's right. You can. You can find me on downright.com. And he will write and you I a will song. Write you your own jingle. Believe me, my mind's powerful. You know, I'll put it at the end of this episode. And uh, <laughs> I like every time I, I sit there just like giggling to myself, going, this is great. This is like the voice of my childhood singing about me. <laughs> nice, nice. That's perfect. No, it was perfect, man. I mean, like you gave me the best like points, like exactly the direction that I needed. And I'm just like, oh, all right, here's what I'm going to crank out. 
and then that ended up being really cool. And uh, my favorite video like, is at the end where you go, Coldplay sucks. It's like, yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking hate Coldplay. So <laughs> Hearing it from your voice. I had, a, like, I had a bunch of my friends, I had a bunch of my friends like call, like call and leave a voicemail on my phone. I'm like, hey, I need you guys to like leave a voicemail on my phone that says Coldplay sucks. And so then I took those voicemails and I chopped them all up and put them together on that last bit. And so that's, <laughs> Me and all my friends in that last part. <laughs> well, I bet they were probably wondering why. <laughs> like, you probably yeah, had that one friend like, as well. Okay, like, what's it for? I was like, it's for a project, don't worry. They're like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you probably had a lot of friends going, well, I like Coldplay. <laughs> and my friends are pretty indifferent. I don't think they love Coldplay, but I don't think they hate Coldplay necessarily. Mm. So like, over here, you know, uh, people say they're the greatest British rock band ever. It's like, they're not even rock, they're shit. <laughs> yeah. right. well see we like over here we get a kick out of like the uh the rift between the the gallagher brothers on oh, twitter yeah. <laughs> so we always we always find that funny that's pretty cool yeah um we'll tell you what one you want to see is uh lewis capaldi and uh noel gallagher uh they they have a bit of beef <laughs> Do they? Yeah, yeah. I'll have, I'll have to check. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> uh, Lewis Capaldi's quite a funny bloke. He's a Scottish guy who uh, he, he sings this song. Uh, and it, I think it's called like "Somebody Once Loved" or something. And uh, it, it reminds me of uh, I don't know if you remember the song. Like, my he, my who, my. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes like, "Somebody you love, somebody you." He's saying they go like, "It's the same song." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Are you a fan of Oasis then? Um, I am. Yeah, I like Oasis. Um, mm. I don't love Oasis, but I can. I'll listen. You can to bear it. them. Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Who's your favorite English rock band of all time then? Ooh, um, that's good. That's a that's a good question. I mean, I I probably have to say Queen. Or, or Led Zeppelin. I mean, if we're if we're talking old school, um, there's not too many new school uh, British bands that I like a lot. Uh, but certainly, Queen and Led Zeppelin are are definitely up there. Yeah, we need, um, we need to start making better music. We I apologize for about you know from English bands for not making good enough. Music. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, there's there's enough shit here in the U.S. to go around. So. I, th- I think it's All funny, right. like when, when you see like the meme going around, and like you guys are bad mouthing Nickelback, and you see them go, well, "What did Nickelback do wrong?" I know they're Canadian, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nickelback truly, truly is not a terrible band. Like yeah. they have a couple of really good songs. I'm not gonna lie, like. I don't like the band, but I can't deny the fact that they have a couple of decent songs. Uh, growing up, but I used to love how you so, remind me. It was a great tune. <laughs> What's that? How you remind me? It was a great tune growing up. I was like nine, as we get. See, this I don't like powerful. that one, but I like. What's the other one? Photograph. Oh yeah. I mean, look, look. That's a positive, good pop song. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not ashamed to say that that's a good pop song. Have you seen the video where basically they take out a photo and he goes, look at this graph, and then just shows like, you know, Nickelback records <laughs> no, going No, I have down. not, but I'll have to look for it. It's funny. <laughs> it's quite a good watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big up uh, for, uh, you know, saying Queen. I grew up listening to Queen, so uh, my old man nice. basically, you know, uh, you know, I think that the choices were that and take that, and I don't think he ever wanted me to ever listen to take that, and I think he picked the right choices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
but yeah, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, like I said, it's been so yeah. surreal. Um, hopefully, another day we'll get you back on for another, you know, uh, <laughs> episode. Or totally, yeah, yeah, man. Once uh, you know, Hot Alice puts out a new record or Alistair puts out a new record, mm-hmm. I'd love to come back on. We can talk about it. Sounds perfect. Like, I'm planning on doing like you know a random Christmas special where I'm just going to get like loads of people who have been on it so far and just tell like nice. you know funny Christmas stories and you know uh, if you ever want to take part in that I'll, uh, you know I'll give you a message nearer to the time. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, you know how to get a hold of me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much again, Tim. It's been yeah, an honor. Just remember, guys, check out Alistair, Hot Alice, Tim Rogner, Tim on Downright. Have you got any others? <laughs> uh no, I think that's it. And all, all, they're all on all streaming platforms. So Apple Music, Spotify, you can go check it out everywhere. That's perfect. You've been amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Cool. All right, Matthew. Take it easy, man. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Always remember. Hi, Matthew Haslam Hammond. Ooh, baby. Do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you. Goodbye. It's time to hear some Disney songs So let's all gather round and sing along Just make no mention of Tom Cruise Or else your face will end up with a big ol' fucking bruise Let's all grab another round of beers Let's scream all together Three cheers It's Matthew Haslam Hammond Matthew Haslam Hammond Matthew Haslam Hammond And he's coming to you Live Oh, and one other thing Coldplay sucks!